check out the BU Podcasting community at BUPodcasting.com. Welcome, my fellow travelers, to the Joy for the Journey podcast. I'm your guide, Joy Gadsden. This podcast is an experience that will bring you motivation and inspiration through stories, anecdotes, and interviews. So let the journey begin. Today's episode is being brought to you by Not Really Random Publishing. Strategy is at the heart of everything that they do, and your story is unique. So if you're interested in hearing more about the services Not Really Random Publishing offers, you can contact them at 470-869-3239, or you can reach them via email at publish at notreallyrandom.com, or you can always check them out on the web at notreallyrandom.com. I am so excited about today's episode. Uh, Actually, today begins a three-part series. Uh, We'll be talking about relationships and communication. And so our guest today, and for the next two episodes, will be Kayla Walken. Kayla, welcome. Thank you for having me, Miss Joy. Thank you so much for being here. So let me just tell the people a little bit about you, um, and then I'm going to ask you, to fill in the blanks where I'm missing it. Is that fair? Mm -hmm. All right. So Kayla is a virtual relationship and communication coach. She's dedicated to supporting African-Americans in creating and sustaining healthy relationships. So first of all, if you're looking for someone who is willing and able to help you sustain healthy, communicative relationships in the African-American community and in your own homes. Kayla is that person. Kayla also is a mother. Um, She has immersed herself in developing the skills that she now hopes to share with singles, couples, uh, people who are co-parenting, and all of the other things that we have going on. So Kayla, again, welcome. And before this episode is over, I'm going to let her drop her contact information. So Kayla, thank you again for being here. Thank you for having me. So listen, let's just jump right into it. Are you okay okay with that? Sure, let's go for it. All right. So my first question is this. What actually is communication? Um, I don't know the exact definition, but I would say in regards to relationships, it's really just connecting with who you're speaking with, making sure that you're speaking in a way where you can be understood and the person of course on the opposite end wants to receive the message and connect with you in the best way possible so what when you're when you're working with couples as far as communication is concerned what are some of the ways that um that you do that ways that i do help them with their communication um in my experience it's really been a lot of disconnect between the men and women. The men are oftentimes feeling disrespected in the relationship and the women are oftentimes feeling as if they're not getting the love that they want. And that's a cycle that's present in many of our relationships, especially in heterosexual relationships where we as women crave love. And when we feel as if we're not getting our needs met, we withdraw and that's when we become disrespectful. And then when we become disrespectful, our men withdraw love. And that's how the cycle begins. And that's what many couples that I work with are going through is a cycle. The cycle. So let me ask you this. What made you um, pursue this business in this line of work? So let me tell you all something. This is her business. This is what she does. So what made you pursue this? What? How did you become passionate about helping people in their communication styles? I was living it. Um, I've been with my husband since I was 19. I'm 31 now. And I thought that love would sustain us. And I learned very (laughs) early on that we needed more than just feelings for one another. So I immersed myself in learning everything about relationships. And that 
you know, manifested itself by me talking to elders, speaking with people who were in relationships, reading whatever books I could read, consuming whatever media I could consume to understand all of the dynamics present in relationships. And I applied that information to my own relationship and I saw how it transformed in positive ways. And once I noticed a transformation in my own relationship, I felt as if it was my responsibility to share the skills that I've learned with people in my community. So when you're working with someone, uh, did, now do you do individual counseling or you do group, uh, not group well, not counseling, counseling. But co- or <laughs> coaching, I'm sorry, thank you, thank you. Uh, do you do individual coaching as far as communication is concerned or do you do couples? Couples. Or couples, so couples only. No, not couples only. Okay. So I work with singles and what that program looks like or what that relationship rather looks like is me helping them identify goals and touching lightly on their past and how our upbringings play a major role in the decision-making process that comes with that accompanies dating and then um, with couples I work with them collectively and I help them as well identify their goals and develop a strategy to help them reach their goals and when it comes to co-parents um, and thus far I've only worked with one co-parent it hasn't been like a collective like both parents present but what I've done with that situation is I was working with a man and I pretty much taught him strategies so that he can begin to set boundaries with his child's mother and develop a relationship that felt more equitable to him. Okay. So I want to go back for a second. I really want to focus a little bit on the communication. One of the things, especially communicating with ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, recently, I, I had a conversation with my, a friend of mine, and I was like, who are you talking to, right? Who are you talking to? And in that moment, I was talking about how we talk to ourselves, you know, how we communicate with ourselves. So if say you're working with me as a as a single what are some of the tips and strategies or things that you would do to help me identify how I'm talking to myself um I I like to like develop little activities um and I can share one of them with you one of the activities that I like the most when it comes to singles is like you know kind of drawing a body for example and you know physical body a male body and not anatomy per se, but just, right, you know, just the, body, per, the, the body, outline, right, sorry, the outline. outline. <laughs> and on the outline, I like to have women, you know, write down all the characteristics that they want to have in a man from the way they look, the way they act, the way they dress, the type of character traits they have, the personality they have, the career they have, et cetera. And then from there, I like to go down the list of all the things that you want in a man and pretty much walk you through the process of debunking any of the ideas that you have around needing this specific man with these specific qualities. And from there, once we kind of work through all of the biases that you might have or all of the characteristics that you value that might be more feeding your ego than it is qualities that you actually need in a relationship, we can kind of from there talk about what it looks like and what you've been telling yourself and what's been holding you back and how these unrealistic expectations are playing a role in you not getting what you want out of relationships. So unrealistic expectations, let's talk about that for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, I know sometimes for me personally, I have, a, I have unrealistic expectations of <laughs> myself, right? Uh-huh. So how can I communicate with myself, number one, to break down those unrealistic expectations that I just have of me? Um, I would say, and that's something I'm working on as well, I would say really try to challenge yourself to live in reality. So whatever expectation that you have, you can compare it to what's going on in your life. So let's say, for example, we're women, let's say it's your body. You have an unrealistic expectation about your body. 
Okay. Let's 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 just use that as an example. Ooh, and Kayla, if it is, you just hurt my whole entire feelings. Thank you. No, <laughs> but go let's, ahead. Let's just let's just say for the sake of conversation, it's our bodies. Mm-hmm. It might be having a realistic conversation with yourself and saying, as much as I want to have this body, I've had children. What is a realistic idea, or what is a realistic expectation I can have of myself? Mm-hmm. There is some truth to we have work to do, and there is also a lot of truth to our bodies will never be the same. And really trying to challenge yourself to find that balance. I know for me, I'm critical of myself because I'm hoping that the shame will motivate me. Well, and it talk, doesn't I'm, work. <laughs> I'm going to stop you for a second. Shame, that seems to be a, um, a, a I don't want to say a communication, but that seems to be a message, right? Mm-hmm. That we often, as women, and maybe as men, I know men, sh- men have shame messages too. Mm-hmm. Um, but since I'm a woman, that's what I'm going to talk about. For For me, from my perspective, I know that we as women give ourselves shame messages. Mm -hmm. How can we combat those shame messages when it comes to communicating with ourselves? Like I said, I think it's really important to acknowledge the messages that you're you're telling yourself or acknowledge the things that you're saying to yourself and think about if they're actually true. So if you say I'm fat and undesirable, is that actually true? When you go out into the world, do people compliment you on your beauty? Do people tell you how great you look? And if they do, why don't you just consider that what's going on around you and the things that are proven to be true in your life are actually true? I think for us as women, we're so wrapped up in our feelings that we think feelings are law. And there are facts that exist outside of how we feel. Oh, I like that. Feelings are law. We feel that our feelings are, or we think that mm-hmm. our feelings are law. Our facts, essentially. Our facts, which means, as you said earlier, that our perception becomes reality our reality so in understanding we have to first recognize the messages that we're telling ourselves that if someone says oh you have a nice outfit on I know quick I'm going oh he's got pockets and I'll put my (laughs) hands in my pockets but I will never say why thank you Mm -hmm. I I do look nice in this outfit I I do feel good in this outfit let's switch gears to the um uh, you you I'm gonna go back for a second you said you got into this because of I said I, I was living it. You're living it. Let's talk a little bit about that. What, if you can, you don't mm-hmm. have to give everything, but what what pieces and parts were you living? I, I'm saying I live this. Like I live, I guess, coaching. Like I'm really passionate about seeing positive changes in the black community and our relationships. I believe family is the foundation of our community. And I've noticed that within our community, a lot of emphasis and focus has been on education, has been on career, has been on wealth. But we still aren't, in my opinion, achieving goals if we're, we're not prioritizing home, if we're not prioritizing family. And I felt like what I'm trying to do is benefiting my household, but I didn't feel good about keeping that information to myself. Like, let's say my kids are doing great. My husband and I are doing great. But what does it mean if we're the only ones? What mm-hmm. does it mean when it's time for my children to have partners if the community as a whole do not have these skills? So you are into, you want to make sure that you are paying it forward, that you're imparting and planning and giving the good knowledge to your children. Uh, for those of us who are parents, um, what are some of the ways that we can begin to instill this message or instill these tools in our children? I, I would say since, you know, they're children, I think we can start with affirmations. If you notice a limitation in your child or if you notice anything in your child that, like, or if you notice that your child shies away from things, you can affirm them. You can equip them with the skills to convince themselves that they are worthy. So I've been reading a book 
I want to say it's called um, the power of the subconscious mind. And I'm learning <laughs> and I'm learning how powerful it is. And I've been affirming myself morning and night. And I, it's, as crazy as it seems, I'm noticing changes in my life. Okay. And I share that with my children. Like, I'm honest with my daughter. Like, mommy struggles with her weight. Mommy's not happy about how I look after having four kids. And, you know, I'm honest with her. Like, hey, I was ordering a lot of DoorDash for the past few years. I was being really lazy. Or I've been getting a lot of processed foods. And I was transparent with her. Like, mommy notices that there are a lot of articles out now, you know, describing the negative impacts of consuming these foods. So I share that information with her. So I don't try to, my oldest, she's nine. I don't try to put too much pressure on her, but when I notice that when she's learning a new skill or a new concept, she gets really frustrated. Let's take a moment and let's affirm. I'm, I'm worthy. I'm capable. I can do anything. Speaking life and speaking positivity. I like that. I like that a lot because a lot of times in our community, that's something that's new, mm-hmm. right? That is not something that is typically done um, in our community. It may be done in pockets, but overall it's generally not done and we don't see that and the name of the book again was what i want to say the power of the sub uh, subconscious mind Mind. do you remember who that's by i do not that's okay because we're gonna figure it out (laughs) i will find out my producer is actually googling it for me right now (laughs) and he will tell he will let us know so i also have um a daughter and i also have uh, nieces and I've noticed that my my daughter and even my boys sometimes struggle with the affirmations. So what are some of the affirmations we can give to our our children? The Power of the Subconscious Mind by Joseph Murphy. By Joseph Murphy. Perfect. Thank you so much. And what was your question, Ms. Joy? So the affirmations, What? give us an example of an affirmation that we can just start with. I mean, that you and I can even say together right now. I can do anything. I can do anything. Okay, so when we're giving affirmations, do they have to have a reason behind them? Or are we just saying this is the affirmation and you just continue to say it and say it until you believe it? I believe that affirmations should be applicable to your life. Okay. So let's say, like I said, if it's something, if you're a woman and you struggle with your weight or if you struggle with how you perceive your body or your idea of your body, maybe like I know one of my affirmations is I will be what is it? Um, I am proud of my body and all it's doing for me. Oh, I like that. I might have to, I may have to borrow that. <laughs> so I think I like that, that the, 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 the affirmation should always apply to your life and what you're struggling with. Okay. I know we're a family of six. We have one income. My husband's the sole provider at this. Oh, that's what it's been. I won't say at this point, that's what it's been. I'm a kept woman. So that's okay. <laughs> saying that, you know, one of my affirmations is my family will be wealthy. I will contribute to my household financially. I will no longer stress over money. Money will come. You talk about, um, in your bio that you sent me, you talk about breaking generational curses. Mm -hmm. Breaking generational curses to me is more than just financial. It's also in how you speak. And so as I'm sitting here and I'm looking at you and I'm hearing you, that's what I'm, I'm seeing it, right? I'm seeing how you're (laughs) breaking the generational curses is not just financial. Right. And it's not just how we speak to ourselves, but it's also how we speak to our mates. And it's also how we uplift and uphold our mate. You can't, uh, what's the saying? Um, you don't want to go out in the street and have to fight and then come and fight into, right. and fight inside of your own home. So as we're lifting up our children, lifting up ourselves, we need to also lift up our mates. So what are some of the things that we can do communication-wise? Mm-hmm. And again, this is going to be a three-part series, y'all. This conversation is not <laughs> over. But what are some of the things that we can do to uplift and uphold our mates? 
I would say for us, it, we have to take the emasculation off the table. I notice oftentimes as women, as black women, we imposed our way of communicating onto our men. When we're talking to our girlfriends, we might call each other out of our names. We might, you know, yell. We might speak over each other. That's inappropriate when you're speaking to your man, and that's something that my husband taught me as a teenager when I was 19. Like, hey, you can't talk to me like that. You can't call me that. And I wasn't doing it to be disrespectful. I just didn't realize that men have different ways of measuring respect. Men have different ways of communicating. And I have to honor his way of communicating in the sense that I need to communicate with him in a way that makes him feel respected. So the communication is you understanding his communication style and then therefore he understanding your communication style as well. I just think it needs to be boundaries in place. Like I know so many couples who talk to each other very crazy. And because they, I think we just assume we all have the same values. We have, we all have the same ways of communicating, but we didn't all grow up in the same environment. Some people grew up in households where arguing and over talking was appropriate, mm -hmm. but some people don't like being talked over. You know what I mean? Like some people don't like when you raise your voice and it's really important if you want to have a successful relationship is to get away from what works for you or, you know, get away from this idea that, well, I turned out okay. You but need to you start, really? you need to really start <laughs> thinking about what works for your relationship. You need to think about what's best for you and your partner, not what it's been, not settling for lack of a better term for what it was, because obviously in the past, we didn't have the skills that we have now. We don't, un we didn't understand the implications of our communication styles in the past. And now that we do, we have a responsibility to do better and we have a responsibility to let go of our personal feelings and not be so um, defensive when somebody points out that you're not communicating with them in a way that makes them feel loved or respected. So how do we let go of our defense mechanism? Because I think that's one of the biggest, um, you know, I can hold on to this. I'm holding on, I'm holding on, especially when it comes to forgiveness, right? Mm -hmm. I'm holding on, I'm holding on. I know I said I forgive you, but I'm really still holding on to how you spoke to me, mm -hmm. how you treated me. Usually it's how you speak to someone. I know I grew up in a household where everybody talked like this. And a part of that is my mother is a licensed therapist. Mm -hmm. So because she went to school, we learned how to, quote unquote, fight fear. You address the issue. You don't attack the person. You you speak to them with love and respect. And not everybody was fortunate enough to have that. Right. So how do we get past that and really, really say consciously, I'm not going to, A, like you said, talk over you. I'm not going to call you out your name. I'm not going to disrespect you. But then the other person on the other side understand that when I talk like this, it's not because I don't care. It's because this is what I know. I think, well, the first thing I want to say is oftentimes we, we resort to those communication styles when we've learned that our needs will go unmet if we just ask for what we need. Mm -hmm. If we all grew up in environments where we were able to speak and where we were respected and where we were loved or where we felt like we were, where we were loved the way that we wanted to be loved rather. If we all grew up in those environments, we would probably all have relatively healthy communication styles. But many people learn, I need to yell. I need to get physical. I need to call you out of your name because over time I learned that you don't respond to kindness. My, it, whatever, depending on the environment you grew up in, you know, speaking in this tone of voice might not have worked. So that's why I said it's really important, number one, to acknowledge your past. Think about who you had to become within your family unit to survive. Think mm -hmm. about how you had to communicate within your family unit to survive or to get along with everybody else. And now that you're out of that family unit, unfortunately, we're left with the responsibility of unlearning a lot of things and picking up new skills. And it, it 
and it really is just a choice. I'm not saying that it's intentional, mm-hmm. but it's a choice. Like I know for, for me and my marriage, there were times where I would speak out of turn and I would have to say, oh, that didn't come out right. Or it came out how I intended it, but it was ugly. So let me rewind that back and apologize. Or there were even times where I would, let's say when faced with um, a difficult question, my, my first reaction would be to be dishonest. So in order to break that habit, I would have to say, you know what? I just told a fib. Like I would have to just put it out there like, hey, actually, I did go shopping today. <laughs> actually, I did do this today. <laughs> and I would have to just be honest until I developed enough discipline in that area to say, regardless of whatever question you ask, I can be honest. I can deal with however you feel based on, you know, whatever decision I made. So I know that we're probably getting close to uh, close to time. So I'm going to ask you this last question. But again, y'all, this is going to be a three part series. So this is part number one and then we'll have part number two and three coming up. But this is my my question for you right now. If you could leave us today Mm -hmm. with one thing that we can start working on in relationship to communication now so relationship to communication with ourselves with our others our children's with significant others whatever it might be what is that one piece of advice you would give us today what's the challenge that you would give us today that we need to start working the on? the challenge i would say is to acknowledge where you are and what you need to work on and a way that you can define what you need to work on is by the feedback that you get when you communicate with people or if you don't get feedback, that's worth considering. Like, oh, why, ha- why hasn't anybody said anything about me? Am I so, you know, defensive or am I so destructive or am I so aggressive that people can't critique me? So take a moment to think about the feedback that you usually get when you communicate and take small steps to begin to change those behaviors. Perfect. Kayla, again, thank you so much. Go ahead and let the people know where they can follow you at on your social media. How can they get in touch with you? You can get in touch with me at KaylaWalken.com. Kayla, K-A-Y-L-A, Walken, W-A-L-K-I-N.com, or at Kayla Walken Coaching on all socials. Kayla, again, thank you so much for being with us today. Um, Again, our episode today is being brought to you by Not Really Random Publishing. You can get a hold of them at 470-869-3239. Hey, everybody, if you'd like to get a hold of me, you can follow me on Facebook, uh, Joy for Journey. Instagram, you can find me at Joy underscore four. That's the word for F-O-R underscore Journey. I am now new to the TikTok game. So if you would like to follow me on TikTok, you can do so at Joy the letter for journey and then finally you can email me at joy uh, joy at joy and as always if you'd like to um, continue the conversation we would love to hear from you and if you're interested in purchasing a copy of my book joy for the journey which is 90 days of motivation and inspiration you can do so at www.joyforjourney.com Finally, this has been your host, your guide, Joy Gatson, and may you find joy along your path. Check out the BU Podcasting community at bupodcasting.com.